0: morning. I want to talk to you today about faith to change your circumstances. You know, um, in The Natural, we think that if our circumstances would change, then we would be changed. We would be different. Um, You know, if I had a better house, if I was married to a better person, if I had more obedient children, if I had more money in the bank, if I had better credit, if I had an education, it can go on and on. You know, we really believe sometimes that if our circumstances were different, we would be different. But that is not even true. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The truth of the matter is we have to deal with how we see ourselves, and then our circumstances will change. We have to begin to see ourselves the way that God sees us. We have to begin to believe that we are who God says we are. When that happens, I guarantee your circumstances are going to change. So let's look at some things. You know, my personal testimony is when I was 12 years old, I got born again. And I was just very excited about the Lord. I believed, I was saved, I got water baptized. Um, I just was, you know, a great little Christian. I loved it. I was at church every time the doors opened, I was involved in every possible thing I could be involved in. And I got off, and the enemy got me tempted with some things. I did not even know that the things that I was doing was uh, against God or that it was opening a door where the enemy was going to come in and destroy my life. But by the time I was 16 years old, the enemy had shamed me to the point and had made the elders at my church disappointed in me that I felt so guilty and condemned that I had to walk away from God. As I walked away from God, I never didn't think I was born again. I believed I was. I believed I was saved. I believed God was with me. I repented every single day. I mean, that's all I did. Um, while I lived a life that was destroying me, ruining my credibility, ruining my body, ruining my mind, ruining my marriage, ruining my finances, everything about the lifestyle that I was leading was just destroying me. But I felt like that's all I could expect out of life because I was such a bad person, because I was such a sinner, because, you know, everybody else managed to do it without all that drama. And somehow I just wasn't as good as those other people. And And I lived like that for 10 years. Um, I mean, I just didn't think my life could get any worse. And I actually went to church one day to save my parents because they were talking about all this positive stuff about God. And I thought, oh my goodness, they're in a cult. You know, I've got to go save them. They're old, they're going to drink poison and do something stupid. And so me and my sister went over there to rescue my parents and we wore jeans. We weren't even going to dress up and play church with these people. We thought they were nuts. And we went in there and we were standing there and the preacher had a word of knowledge for me and he just started talking to me. And I was, you know, half hoping what he said was true. And on the other hand, thinking, he don't know me from nothing. He, he is just saying stuff. He's trying to get me into this cult. And so I had to go out then. I was kind of challenged. I had to go out then and decide whether or not I believed what he said. Well, I ended up proving that what he was saying was correct. And what I had been taught my entire life was um, a little bit religious, not so much Christianity. And I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And from that moment into this one, I am not going to back up, slow down, or anything else. I'm telling you, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the thing that revolutionized my walk with God. You know, a lot of people feel like, first of all, there's no such thing. You know, once you got born again, you got the Holy Spirit. I've heard all those things. Listen, I've served God without it, and I've served God with Him, And I'm telling you, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I understand where you're at. I actually grew up thinking that that was not of God, that it was the devil. And so I had to prove by Scripture, first of all, that that was what God wanted me to do. And whenever I did receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit... You can ask God. I had to ask Him to protect me from anything that wasn't of Him. I was putting my faith in Him as I stepped out to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If this is not of you, God, please don't allow me to have it. And this is of you, God. I want it. And um, give me the grace. And I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, all of a sudden, I started understanding everything that I was trying to understand. The Bible made sense to me. When I read it, I could understand it. It's spiritually discerned. And so, you can't understand it. I know you think you understand it because you're reading the words and you learned phonics, you know how to read, but you don't understand what it's really saying without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're reading words on a paper and it is not a book. The Bible is actually life, it is alive. And as you read it under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit who wrote the Bible, you get stuff out of this Bible that nobody else can see. The reason it's written like that is so that the enemy, the devil, or anybody that's not born again is not going to pick up this Bible and understand any of the mysteries of life or success or any of the things that God has reserved for his children. You know, another problem I had was I knew I was still sinning. And if I'm sinning... Then, how can God live in me? I heard the stories in the Old Testament about how they had to put bells on the high priest's dress, how they had to tie a rope around his ankle so that if he went into the presence of God, if he was sin, if there was sin in his life or if he did something wrong, he would fall over dead. And they would quit hearing the bells, and they would start pulling the rope, and they would drag his little dead body out of there. I couldn't understand how, because I was still sinning, yet I had the Holy Spirit. If if I was still in sin and had the Holy Spirit, I would have exploded. Sin cannot stay in the presence of God. That is the beautiful thing that our high priest did for us. That is the thing that Jesus purchased for us. Jesus purchased our sin. He purchased our redemption. He paid for the sin. He paid to make us redeemed. He justified us. He has forgiven us of all of our sin. Now, do we still do stupid things? Yes, we do. Do we still make mistakes? Probably every day. That's not the problem. The problem is that by faith, I'm in Christ. You know, there is a law of gravity that if I step off a building, you step off a building, anybody steps off a building, I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how educated you are or what color you are or how tall you are. If you step off the side of a building, the law of gravity is going to pull you down to the earth a lot faster than you probably want to get there. But there is another law that we can operate in called the law of thrust and lift. You know, you can go get inside a plane, and that plane can defy the law of gravity. You can fly. You can take thousands of pounds of people and luggage and metal and machinery and you can literally lift it off the ground and fly somewhere that is supernatural if you think about it well actually it's just another law the law of gravity does work but the law of thrust and lift will supersede gravity so if you're under the law of sin you can't get anywhere you're going to fall down every time you turn around But if you're in the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, if you're under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, now you can supersede that sin nature of yours. Because Jesus paid for your sin, the Holy Spirit can literally live inside of your body, even though you're still not perfect. It's such a powerful thing. It tells us in Hebrews 4.16 to come boldly into the presence of God. I'm telling you, he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to for you to understand his word. He wants to see that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that you're holy and blameless, that you're priests and kings and you're gods. The Bible literally calls us gods, that you're ambassadors for the kingdom of the Lord. I'm telling you, God wants you to understand who you really are. Because once you figure out who you are on the inside, you are going to change your natural circumstances. Katie, bar the door. I'm telling you, there will be no stopping it. The moment you get a revelation about who you are, instantly your world starts changing because you don't put up with it anymore. When you see yourself as a sinner and bad and rejected and hated, you carry yourself like that. You allow circumstances in your life. You you go with it. You know, the enemy has you down. He's got you broken in your spirit. He's got you shackled up. He's got a yoke on your neck, and he's yanking your chain. I'm telling you what. You allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you who you really are, and you will stand up and you will break those chains off you. You will destroy that yoke. You will walk up out of there, and the devil will be sorry that he ever did such a thing to you. I'm telling you what, there's power. There is power in the things that God has provided for you. There is a plan for your life, and that plan has never changed. The Bible says that your gifts and your callings, They're without repentance. That means God's not ever going to be sorry that He gave them to you. He gave you those gifts. He gave you those talents. He gave you those abilities. And you know what, maybe you haven't even discovered what they are. But I'm telling you what, you've got them. Because God gave them to you before you were in your mother's womb. He had a plan for your life. The only reason you're in this world right now was because God sent you here on a mission. He gave you the equipment and the understanding that you needed in order to accomplish a very important role in the end time move of God that the church is rising up to bring forth right now. And I want to encourage you to shake off those chains, ask God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, ask him to reveal his word to you and show you who you really are. And I guarantee your life is about to change. Praise God. I'm very excited about it. Listen, if you're in Trinity area, please come and join us at church. And if you live too far away, watch us on Facebook Live or find yourself a faith-filled church. Don't go sit in some church that's preaching condemnation that all they talk about is what you're doing wrong and how you need to fix it. Please, do not go sit in a church that's doing that. God bless those people. I know they're trying to do the best they can do. I'm telling you, they're accomplishing some good for the for the for the world, but I need you to be somewhere where your faith is being fed, where you can grow and develop and become everything God's called you to be, because the end time move of God is waiting on you. Praise God. I hope you enjoyed this, and I will talk to you next time. God bless you.